and welcome to the Shattered Studios uh, breakout session for LTNCon 2021. We're so glad that you're here. My name is John Wyand. I'm a pastor in Orlando, Florida, and I also help uh, some of these guys over here with a ministry called Shattered Studios, and we're so excited to talk to you today about faith and gaming. Uh, Jeff, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. Um, by day, I'm a college missionary. I work for Crew, and I also moonlight as an amateur writer with comic books and board games, and I also do some Lego designing. Love it. Derek? Awesome. My name is Derek Whitmore. Uh, I've worked with youth and young adults for over 20 years, had the pleasure of doing that, uh, serving as therapeutic support for students in and out of school, um, and served as a pastor for over 12 years. Uh, so, And now I have the pleasure of helping to lead Shattered as its executive director. So super excited about that. Now, what is Shattered? Studios, you might be wondering, great question. Uh, Shattered is a nonprofit Christian organization that we started um, almost 10 years ago uh, just to share hope and faith through media, creative, and performance arts. Uh, so we love to reach out to you for young people who have a passion for that kind of things and also those who like geek culture. We also have a great passion to reach out to those who are dealing with depression, low self-esteem, suicidal thoughts, and give them positive ways uh, to just reflect on that and hopefully grow and learn more about themselves about God. So, which uh, I think brings us to our topic today. Uh, our title is Crossing the Streams of Geekiness and Godliness. Now, if you don't know where that title comes from, it is actually in Ghostbusters 84 movie reference, great movie, go see it, uh, where they were told not to cross the streams of the proton beams by Egon. Uh, but towards the end of the movie, they're told to go ahead and do that. It might be dangerous, but that might also save the day. And so that's sort of what we're talking about today. Uh, we're talking about crossing the streams between um, our love for geekiness hobbies and also our faith in God. Uh, there can definitely be some cautions and dangers when we do that, but we feel like we are supposed to do that. We're called to do that. And when that happens, great things happen. So uh, what are some great things that can happen when we do that, guys? Why, why should we do this? Oh, man, that's uh, such a great question, Derek. And I think um, probably one of the the, the basic reasons of, of why we should do this, why we should bring our faith into those geeky circles that we walk in uh, is because of the, the Great Commission, honestly, you know, I think it's uh, something that is, is really important and, and can be lost on some people is the Great Commission is not just for pastors and evangelists. The Great Commission is for all Christians, right? It was directly from Christ to the entire body that we are all supposed to go into the world and share the gospel. Um, and and the, the great thing about that is like as a pastor, I hit people when they come to church. But if that's all I ever do, I'm only getting people that come to church, right? I'm missing people that go to the, the game shops and the comic book stores and the people who may not feel comfortable walking in the door of a church. And so being able to walk out of the church and bring the gospel to where the people are, um, I think is very uh, uh, specifically the kind of, of ministry that, that Jesus promotes, right? And so I think that the Great Commission is, is such a, a clear example of that, but there's also copies of that, if you will, in the Old Testament, right? In, in Ezekiel, he was a prophet in the Old Testament, and God commissioned him twice in the book of Ezekiel, in Ezekiel 3, and then again in Ezekiel 33. And he talks about Ezekiel being a watchman on the wall, that he's supposed to look out uh, guarding the city. And when he sees the sword of God's judgment coming, he's supposed to warn the people, tell them how to live righteously and live better. And God says, if you warn them, and, and they don't change their ways and they die, then they die in their sin and it's on their head. But if you see the sword coming and you don't warn them 
and then the sword comes and they die in their sin. God tells Ezekiel, yes, they died because of their sin, but their blood is on your head. And he was telling Ezekiel the importance of, if you know the truth, then you have a responsibility to share the truth. And Jesus reiterates that with the Great Commission. You know the truth, so share it. Freely you have received, freely give. Right? I think to me that's some of the most important uh, foundational reasons of why we should do this, because we love our geeky hobbies. We love playing games and hanging out with friends and talking about comics and Marvel movies and DC movies and we can bring Christ into that as well. And we have an opportunity to reach those people that we've built relationships with, uh, with the saving power and, and message of God's great love for them. What about you? Uh, what about you, Jeff? What do you think? Thanks. That's great, man. Yeah. I love what you're saying there about, we do it because we love God. He commissioned us. We want to be obedient yep. to his calling, but we also want to do it for their good, for yes. the good of the people that we care about. You know, when you see a great movie, you want to tell your friends about it so they can see it too, so they can enjoy a good thing. Well, Jesus is the best thing. Like if you believe the gospel is good, yep. then you want your friends to know about it too. Playing games and stuff like that, that's all great. But we got if we really care about them, we want what's best for them. And a lot of them are right now. It's not just for a Sunday thing. It's for right now as well. A lot of people are not living in a, a vibrant relationship with the creator of the universe who loves them unconditionally. Look, man, I wake up every day. And that is one of my biggest motivations to move throughout the day, knowing that God is watching over me, that he cares for me, that I'm successful because I can rest in his finished work. And so if the gospel is good, I want to tell other people about it too. And uh, God said that he's not willing that any should perish. So we shouldn't be either. And uh, he who has the son has life. He who doesn't have the son doesn't have life even right now. And so we want to be about radiating that life in a compassionate and loving way to others so that they can have it too in a winsome way. Um, we may be the only Christians that they're ever going to be influenced by or be in connection with if they don't choose to come to us in the church. And so um, one of the key verses for me that stands out is second Corinthians five twenty. It says, we're therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. So we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So God wants to reach other people and he wants to use us to do it. He wants to speak his appeal through us. What about you, Derek? That's awesome stuff. And uh, something else that uh, gets me excited is why should we do this? It's because you are passionate about it. Um, loving geek hobbies is stuff that you're good at, stuff that you do. Uh, you wouldn't be at this conference if you weren't. Uh, and there's a great passage in the Bible, 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11, which says, basically, what are you good at? Is it serving people? Is it speaking well? Whatever you're good at doing, you should use that gift to help other people and to glorify God. Uh, so if you have this love for geek hobbies, uh, if you're great at uh, DMing or playing games, or if you just have this crazy movie knowledge, how can you use that uh, to serve God? Um, that's the question we should always be asking. And I think sometimes we have some uh, things that keep us from doing that. One is sometimes we just want permission. God has just given you permission in that passage. If you like geek stuff, use it to serve God uh, and to serve others and glorify him. There's some fear, though, um, that many of us encounter when we're thinking about crossing our love for geek hobbies and our passion for Christ. Uh, one fear might be that we're afraid that we might mess up some of our geek friendships. And I just want to uh, just just encourage you. 
if you are being friends with people, that friendship should be authentic. So you should be willing to share your life. And I hope Christ is a huge part, probably the most important part of your life. Uh, so just living authentically uh, should be part of that. So it, it's okay if they know that you're a Christian and, and there's positive ways to do that, but that should be a natural expression. Uh, one, you may not, the other thing, you may be worried that you may not represent Christ well. And as Jeff just said, we are Christ's ambassadors. You know, God has called us just to be witnesses of his goodness, of the things that he's done in your life. And you don't need to know everything. I was called into court once just to give a witness account. And it was a little scary at first, but the judges asked me what I see. I shared it honestly. And then I was dismissed. That's all I had to do. And the same thing with you. Uh, you will represent Christ well if you're just honest about your relationship with him. The final big thing is sometimes we're afraid to invite God into our geek circles, into our geek hobbies, because we might be afraid that God might change what we like. And here's a newsflash. If you're a Christian, he will, uh, but it may not be that drastic. Don't worry. Uh, a lot of times God can, again, use the things that you're into uh, to help other people. But if God does touch your heart to say, you know, maybe you shouldn't be watching that, or maybe you shouldn't be playing that, or maybe the type of way you play or how you lose a game Hey, let's work on that. That is for your benefit. And it's also for the benefit of sharing Christ with other people. So, but the next question might be, how can we do this? Well, John, what do you think? That's a, that's a great point. Uh, Derek, to, to your last point there, are you trying to tell me that God doesn't want me to be a sore loser? Hey, I'm not saying anything, but the last time I beat you in the game. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be airing my dirty laundry. Um, no, I think that's I think that's great. And I think uh, one one thing I wanted to add to what both of you were saying, because I think you guys both nailed it there, is that um, oftentimes I think uh, uh, I see this in the church a lot. Uh, we we misremember certain passages of scripture. And I think there's a lot of people that uh, if I told them, hey, uh, you guys know that verse that says today is the day of salvation, I'd get a lot of people saying, yeah, me, yeah. Actually, I did this like a few months ago and it was a trick, right? Because that isn't in the Bible. What it actually says is now is the time of salvation, right? Because to say today is the day is not urgent enough, right? If someone's drowning, they don't need to be saved sometime today, right? They need to be saved right now. And I think that uh, as we are with our friends, that gives us that urgency to, to share that authentic relationship with them that we have uh, with God uh, from a place of, of love and deep care for them. So how can we do this well, right? So we've talked about why we think we need to do this. So how do we do this? And I think uh, for me, one of the most important things uh, to being able to, to do this and to carry this out well is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And what does that mean? It means that I have talked to, to God and told him, Hey, I believe in Jesus. Jesus is awesome. He's the Lord of my life. You know, he, I believe that, you know, he's your son that you sent him to die for us, that he didn't stay dead. Now he's been resurrected and he lives with the father. And, and then when, when that happens, when that conversion happens, when that belief in Christ happens, the Holy spirit is sent down to live inside of us. Jesus was very clear that he is a helper. He is a comforter. And what I love, especially is that in Colossians, he, he goes back and he actually says that Jesus makes his home in us too. We've got like two thirds of the Trinity in us, right? It's, it's awesome to think of the fact that we're never alone, that every time we walk into a room, thank you, Jeff, every time that we walk into a room, we're bringing God with us because he is inside of us and, and we can lean on that. And so how do we tell our friends about Jesus? How do we talk to our friends about our faith? 
there is no one size fits all answer because every single person that we talk to has been created uniquely and wonderfully by God. And so the way that we interact with them is going to be different than every other person that we ever talk to. And we need to rely on the Holy Spirit that's inside of us to give us the wisdom of the things that we need to say, uh, give us the wisdom of things that we're not supposed to say. Every time, every Sunday morning, when I get up to preach, I always pray, God, if there's something I'm planning on saying that you don't want me to say, make me forget. I don't want to say it if it's not from you. And I think that is a, a way that we can enter into these conversations with our friends. God, if there's something that you want me to say, make it clear. And if there's something you don't want me to say, make me forget it. You know, because I don't want to go into these conversations in my own power. I want to go into these conversations relying on God inside of me and trusting that he's going to give me the things to say and he's going to, to help me spur this along. But I think ultimately it comes out of relationship. You know, you're going to have relationships with these, these people, these friends of yours. And because of that, like you were saying to your point, Derek, that authenticity of, of relationship. So we, we have a, an opportunity to share about ourselves and to rely on God. I think that's sort of the, the biggest point that I want to make is that none of this in our own power will ever be successful. And uh, we don't want it to be because I'll never want to get to a point where I start trusting myself instead of God. And so I think relying on the Holy Spirit is, um, is really one of the most important things and recognizing that it's not me that can save someone, uh, but it is the Holy Spirit's work to do. And I'm just there to try and tell them the truth. What about, uh, what about you, Jeff? What do you think? Oh, actually want to pass it to Derek next. I think that's sure. Right. I'll take it. Derek, I got the hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Uh, another way we can do this well is just by building relationships, right? There's an urgency to share Christ, very true. There's also an urgency to be like Christ to people. A lot of times people are, have been hurt by the church, have been hurt by Christians. You know who they are. They have let you know. Uh, a lot of people won't take a step into church because of the way that um, some of the interaction has gone before. So sometimes the best thing we do is come alongside them and have authentic relationships, Love them because that's what God would want you to do. Care for them. Um, and, and there's many ways you can do to do that, to build relationships. Uh, go attend geeky events with them. Like Go to board game conventions. Go to movies. Like Because you have the opportunity to get to know them and what they like and share similar likes. And then that can lead to discussions afterwards that could be more Christ-centered. Uh, so uh, also be willing to host people, you know, host people at your house, invite them over. If you're concerned about our current state of the world, you know, host online events, um, do, do what you can to be in their space. Um, a lot of times we want non-Christians or our friends to come to where we are instead of us going to where they are. One of the things I love about Christ is he was incarnate. He came to earth. God so loved the world that he did something. He sent his son and he sent you as well to reach these friends. There are people across the world that none of us on this panel will ever meet. Yep. Only you will. And so God wants you to do things to build relationships. And again, make sure it's authentic. People can spot if you're trying to do a bait and switch, if you're trying just to, um, you know, do another notch on your belt that you got another Christian, you know, people want to know that you care about them. Yep. Most people won't respond 
to the God that you love until you show them how much you love them. Um, so we want to make sure that you do that. Um, there's many stories uh, that we can share about this. Uh, uh, a bunch of us used to go to a gaming store once a week for years and just yeah. building relationships. And they knew we were Christians and we weren't jerks about it. <laughs> uh, we were just there hanging out, playing games, and we got to hang out with them afterwards and ask some great faith questions and things. Um, but that all came naturally. Uh, yeah, one of those hold people, on a second. Are you saying that when we represent Christ, we're supposed to be kind? Yes, we should be kind. Like, are you sure about that? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Why are we debating this, Christians? Be kind. Christians. Be kind, so be gentle. They're fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. There, I've, it's right there, guys. It's in the Bible. Read it. Um, <laughs> um, so we, we have a friend who is now going to church with us after two years of just hanging out with him, you know, in a gaming night because he was awesome. like, hey, I'm excited about what you guys do. We've had friends come up to us and say, hey, we know you're a Christian, but there's something different about you. Like, you're not a stupid Christian. Like, <laughs> I actually want to hang out with you. Yep. Uh, and that's building relationships. Um, it's also, uh, we've seen some of our non-Christian friends come and support us when we do things like at gaming conventions. We hosted a faith in gaming uh, panel. Some of our non-Christian friends came to that. And afterwards, we're like, cool that you're here. Uh, we're curious why you show up. And it's like, we just wanted to support you. You are friends. Like, that is winning, guys. That is um, people building a relationship and feeling comfortable with you. Um, and another quick example a friend told me is that he was trying to get some Bible studies into school, some after-school programs. He was hitting roadblocks. He's in a gaming group with a non-Christian. The non-Christian says, I don't believe what you do, but I respect you. So here, call this person. It was someone on the school board. He called that person, was able to now uh, reach out to two or three more schools in this area because of a non-Christian. Like, so build relationships. You never know what God's going to do. Uh, the other huge thing I want to encourage you guys is just to remember it's the spirit of God that draws people to himself. We're just here to present them with opportunities yep. and to show Christ to them. Um, and also make sure you learn how to speak in their language. Uh, Wycliffe is a great uh, Bible translation uh, place. John used to work there. And they're big about make sure you speak to people in their own heart language. Uh, I had a great young adult I was trying to reach and share faith with, and, and he just wasn't getting it. And so we were big fans of playing online role, uh, MMOs. And so I used that as... Uh, an example and he got it just through uh some examples with that uh so do you have friends who love movies love playing games love music use some metaphors that could come from that uh to share more about your faith so uh what about the rest of you guys that was great dude i love it and uh the points that both of you guys are being are, are making about being filled with the holy spirit and then getting out to where the people are that's key if they didn't hear anything else if you guys who are watching don't hear anything else. Get that, you know, be with God and then be with people. Mm -hmm. That's so important. Um, and, and so to use an analogy, a golf analogy, I know it's not necessarily the right audience, but presenting the gospel, which we all ought to be able to do to have an answer for the hope that we have, but that's kind of like your putter. You know, if you're playing mini golf or you're right near the hole, you know, with, with a person when they are already hungry to know God, that's how you kind of take them the rest of the way. But what are the drivers for when they're back at the tee? Maybe they've been wounded or they're hostile to the church. And that's like unconditional love and relationship building and trust building if they know that you care, you know? And so that's a good thing to balance. You know, um, John made some excellent points about the urgency. The time is now, but it's also important to recognize 
that uh, we need to be patient sometimes because people are on a journey. We don't want to miss those opportunities, but we don't want to beat them to death or beat them over the head with the gospel either when they're not ready to receive it. And so we have to balance that and know that God has other witnesses, but we also don't want to waste the chances that he gives us. And so as a college missionary, I'm all about these tools and strategies for helping start spiritual conversations and move people through the journey, the spiritual journey that they're on and to deliver the gospel when they're ready. And uh, so I could list for you guys a fire hose full of different tools. We're going to put some of them in the description and some on our website, but I want to mention at least one or two key ones that work really well that I love. And they're super simple. You don't need to download anything or print anything or anything like that or buy anything. And my favorite one is called the sometime question. The sometime question, I'll I'll couch it in terms of a story. Uh, When my wife and I were in New Jersey, we had this desire to reach out and be a part of more non-Christian communities. Uh, My supervisor was saying to the students, uh, if you only hang around Christians, then you're never going to be a witness to other people. So go out and do something else you like on campus. What other clubs can you be a part of that are something you're excited about? And so I'm sitting there, I'm a full-time missionary, and I'm thinking, if I only work with Christian students, I'm still not reaching people for Christ directly, at least. So who are my people out there that share a common interest? Mm. And so we decided there's a local comic book store in town. I'm going to go hang out there and get to know some people. I went out there suited up, making sure that I was filled with the Holy Spirit, had my spiritual armor on, my wife prayed over me, and then I'd go out to the store. And man, there were some great and fun and funny people there. A lot of them very far from God, a lot of them having been very burned by the church and yet got to be there and just hang out, play some role playing games eventually and get to know them. I didn't make any uh, I didn't hide the fact that I was a Christian. They knew it, Um, but I also didn't beat them up over stuff either. Uh, So I walked as a Christian, but a kind one, as Derek was saying. And over time, I got to know these guys and they opened up to me. Uh, A great example was this guy, Paul. And one time he challenged me as, as uh, somebody else was out for a smoke break. He's like, he said something about uh, Christianity and that was negative. And he said, what do you think about that? And I said, dude, Paul, that's exactly why my pastor did this series on how Jesus hates religion, because he wants that relationship. It's not all about, you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's and stuff. And he was blown away by that. And he's like, I, I love talking about this kind of stuff. And Here's where the, the sometime question came in, and you can bring it up in all kinds of situations. But what I said was, Paul, I love talking about this stuff, too. Sometime I'd love to get together with you, maybe over coffee or for dinner or something, and just talk more about it. Uh, would you like to? I'd love to hear your story or your spiritual journey. I'd love to share with you where I've been and what I care about. And he said he'd love it, too. So the key there was using the word sometime, whatever else you phrase around there, you take the pressure off. You're not pinning them in a corner. You're not sitting there playing a video game with them. You're not crushing them in Fortnite and then saying, oh, by the way, let me tell you about Jesus right now. That, that'd be weird. But on the other hand, it's like, dude, we just finished this level together, beat this boss together. I've been enjoying hanging out with you. Um, but you know, there's this whole other side of my life that I've never really gotten to share with you. And I don't know much about you either. Sometime, would you like to just do a call where we're just talking about the spiritual side of our life? And if they say no, thanks, that's fine though. That rarely happens, honestly. Uh, and if they say, sure, then they've given you permission a week later or whatever. You can say, Hey, want to get together this Tuesday night and talk about that stuff. 
And then when you actually do get together, both you and they know that it's this time that you're going to talk about spiritual stuff. And so you can ask them these great questions and tell them your own testimony or your own story or, or where you've seen God at work. And that's really key because they've given you permission and they want it too. And so you don't need to be afraid or embarrassed. And the other tool that I'll mention is something called 99 Wondering Questions. It comes from a book called God Space. And uh, the idea is it has these all these different categories, but they're all categories where you can say, hey, buddy, I've been wondering this about you. I've been wondering what you think about you know, the world or current events or, you know, eternity or something like that. But the fact that you're wondering about them and their opinion, it just gives you the chance to transition topics from something more secular and neutral to something maybe a little deeper, getting into their heart, into their life, what the author calls windows to the soul. And so if you'd like to see some of those questions, you could certainly come up with some of your own, but we have examples again in the description. I just want to conclude this section by talking about some cautions here. When you're out being a light for Christ in the geek world, which is awesome, congratulations, go for it and do it. Um, but there are two dangers there. One of them is that you can get swept away by the culture. And the other one is that you can not be loving or you can, you can be so much about God that you have lost them. And so the first side, uh, a great analogy for me is there's this raging river of um, rapids and you were rescued from it and you were put on the rock. Your feet are firmly on the rock. But then God pointed out that there are other people in the rapids and he wants you to go and rescue them too. Mm. But what's going to happen if you just jump right back in? You're going to get swept away. So what you need is first you need to be tied to that rock, the gospel. You need to be in the word and in relationship with God, uh, regularly dedicated to that relationship. And the second thing is you need people, other people on the line, hanging onto that line with you as you're diving back in. That'd be other people in the church who get what you're doing, who care about you, who can point you toward Jesus, and who also understand the culture or, or believe in what you're doing. They don't just think that you're weird for going off to do that stuff. And so having that Christian community that you stay rooted in as you're, and maybe take one or two of them with you into this geek world together, you're much more powerful than alone. Even Jesus sent people out in pairs. And the other half, uh, just being there, loving them, let them know that you're a Christian, but you're not there to judge them. They have no reason to act like Jesus wants them to act yet if they're not a believer. So just go there showing them what Jesus was like. I mean, he ate with sinners, right? Mm -hmm. And so we should care about them and then let that raise that curiosity. And that conversation with Paul went fantastically well. He loved the spiritual conversation and he prayed the prayer, God, if you're out there, please reveal yourself to me. So that's all I got for that. What do you guys think? Those are great points. And I think uh, uh, the last thing you were saying there, it, it's the, there's the two faces of the two sides of, of Jesus, right? Grace and truth. And we need both and we need, we need them so desperately, right? If we only have truth, we fall into legalism and we fall back into the law of the, the Old Testament. If we only have grace, then we have no repentance. And so we need both of those things. And they're so important to, to carry forward in a healthy way. Uh, so I love that. And thank you, Jeff, for, for sharing. Derek, why don't you uh, give your final thoughts? Tell them where they can find out more about Shatter. 
Yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Um, we'll have links in the description and a few other places for all the resources Jeff just mentioned. Also, Shatter's here to help you guys out. We love equipping people, organizations, groups, churches, um, individuals to reach out to their friends using media and the arts. So you can check us out at shatteredstudios.net or you can go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Shattered Studios, find a bunch of links there. Uh, we do our own line of Christian comic books. We have our own podcast called Shattercast, where we talk about geeky stuff um, from a faith perspective. Uh, we do online role-playing games together, like tabletop RPGs, and we do debriefs about how we can connect what our players went through with faith and hope and um, real life stuff. Um, also join our discord community. Uh, we are doing stuff where we're playing online games together, uh, online RPGs, um, even having some Bible studies online. And we're working on a couple of really cool projects, uh, video series that you can share with your geeky friends or friends who are into geek stuff um, that relates the Bible to again, uh, geek stuff. Uh, so yeah, thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you, Derek, for being here and being our illustrious CEO of uh, shattered studios and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I've been John. We love you guys. We thank you uh, for being here with us. And as I always say, when we close out the podcast, yes, we love you, but more importantly, God loves you. Take care guys. Enjoy the rest of the LTN talk. Mm-hmm.